How do you know you've made a disciple? You know you've made a disciple when your disciple makes a disciple. Everything about the way I live changes. Because no longer is my life about me. Be established in your faith. Be rooted. Be grounded so that you can grow into all that God has for you to be in Christ. Welcome back to Cultivate Disciple Making Podcast. Again, I'm Kevin Blackwell with with Randy Norris as we are talking about phase three of the Cultivate process. And today we're looking at phase three, session two, entitled You Are Gifted. So really the goal again in phase three is to realize that we are uniquely designed by God with purpose. Our purpose is ultimately to glorify Him. And uh, today, I want to talk about session two related to uh, how we are gifted. You know, what are the what what exactly are these instructions that God has given to us to live out within the context of of a local church um, related to? you know, how we are to live out this purpose. So a lot of that has to do with how we are shaped. So Randy, you've written this this uh, session. Talk about that. Talk about what it means when we say you are shaped for ministry. Yeah, so, so obviously there's just been lots of great resources that are out there, um, you know, that people have had over the years. Uh, when you think of them, to me, purpose-driven life, you know, obviously jumps up as one that's been impactful uh, for churches over the last, well, I want to say 20, 25 years now at least. <laughs> Time flies, doesn't it? Mm. Um, and, and so, you know, you're getting old when stuff like that you remember as a new release. <laughs> and so <laughs> right. now they're classics, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, but but in that, you know, he talks about the how you're shaped, you know, what's your your spiritual gifts, what's your heart, what's your abilities, you know, what's your, your personality, um, and what's your experiences, and how all that goes together. And all that does go together. Uh, you know, there's other books that are out there that do very similar types of things to just make you think ultimately of how you are wired. Uh, and this is really where we get the idea of instructions from. Uh, you know, my family likes to play games. And and when every once in a while, usually for Christmas, we like to give them a brand new game. And you don't just open up the box or open up the set of cards and start playing. You have to go through and figure out how do you play. Uh, and so if you don't do that, then you're not going to have any fun. You, you've got to figure it out. So so we go through and we look at the instructions, and usually that's one of my kids' jobs to figure out how to play and then tell the rest of us you know, how to do it. And in the same way... You know, we come with a set of instructions also, and it is all of those things. It, it's, it is your spiritual gift uh, or gifts. It, it is, what are you passionate about? What's your heart? Right. You know, what are your abilities, just your natural abilities that, that, that you have? What, what is your personality and what are your passions and what, what, what experiences do you bring to the table? And, and all those things go into to the set of instructions that God has, has wired you with. And so that's what we really want people to understand. Understand, because he has, as we said last time, he has created us for good works. And, and then in, over in the book of James, you know, James talks about faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So this is extremely important, you know, for believers. We we are created to do the works that he has called us to do right. and created us to do. Yeah, um, and it, because that's our faith lived out. Yeah, we're not saved through works, but we're certainly saved to do works. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and, and without it, those works, James says. 
what kind of faith doesn't lead to good works? And I think that's that is something. My goodness, if you don't get anything else out of this podcast today, get what Kevin just said. We're not saved by our works; we're saved for our works. And and you know that's really the whole story of of the Bible. You know, my favorite book in the Old Testament. This isn't anything in cultivate in this session, but my favorite book of the Old Testament is Joshua. I, I love Joshua mm-hmm. and how you know Joshua is now leading them into the Promised Land, and they get there, and the first thing they do is they come up against big bad wall Jericho. You know, and 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 God tells them, look, don't worry about your fighting weapons and all that. Just get to all your people and march around it in silence, you know? And I mean, any military person would be like, what in the world, you know, are, yeah. are you thinking? Uh, but as they go through and as they, as they march around Jericho and the walls fall, and then as they continue to conquer the promised land, one of the things that I get from, from Joshua is, is this, we fight from victory. We don't fight for it, you know? And I think that's some, something that's really huge for, for believers to understand. You know, we're not working for victory. We're working from it. Right. We don't serve for victory. We serve from it. Yes. We don't work for victory. We work from it. And, and so, you know, one of the things that we do talk about here is, is the difference of salvation, sanctification, and service. So salvation is, is what the Spirit is working for us. You know, we can't do that on, on our own. That's only a gift from Him. Uh, sanctification is the, is the Holy Spirit working in us to make us more like Jesus. It's through that intimate love relationship. And then service is the Spirit working through us. Uh, and, and again, we're not serving Him to gain salvation. Right. We already have that. So right. now this is because we are saved, this is how we live our lives. Right. This we're working is what we from do. victory. We're working out of the victory that, that Christ has accomplished through His atonement of, on the cross of the resurrection. So now we serve motivated by that victory that He's given to us. And so, Randy, you talk here in the book about, you know, you're, you're, you are made for ministry and not just activity because, and I love what you do here, through the Spirit's work, it is the Spirit in us that kind of manifests this ministry uh, component from our life. Uh, and uh, also here, I, I love your statement that's uh, found in this particular session when you say activity builds you up and puts a spotlight on you, ministry puts a spotlight on God at work in the world. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that all of us want to want to have activity in our life, um, but activity and ministry aren't necessarily the same things. Uh, I don't I don't need the Holy Spirit to be active, uh, to be personally active and, you know, to go out and do things. I need the Holy Spirit to be active in my life so that then I can in turn go out and do effective ministry. One of the, my, uh, favorite things from the Old Testament temple design, uh, I think speaks really, really well to this. And, you know, the, the temple furniture, that, that when God gave the instructions of how the, the temple was to be laid out, you know, everything had its set place. You know, this wasn't something that you could go in and be like, well, you know, I'm tired of the table being here. I think I'll move it, you know, over here. And that lamp, it's been there for a while. Let's move it over here. They all had their particular place and their particular job. So you had the 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 table, and then on the table you had the, the showbread. You know, which which now Jesus has come along, and Jesus said, "I'm the bread uh, of life," and so that bread that's ultimately representing Him. And then you had a lamp, you know, that that was beside the table, and that lamp had one job to do, 
And and the job was this: shine on that bread, right. illuminate the bread, illuminate the bread. That's all that lamp was there for was to shine on that bread. Well, you go fast forward to the New Testament, and 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 in the book of Revelation, when Jesus talks to about the seven churches, he refers to them as lampstands. Right. You know, and he says, "I'll remove your lamps, and if you don't do what I'm, I'm telling you to do." But he talks about lampstands. Well, in a sense, we're all lampstands. You yeah. know, our churches are lampstands. And I think that we live in a, such a time where we try to shine those lampstands on everything, anything and everything. We've got churches that want to shine the lampstand on the pastor. We've got churches that want to shine the lampstand on their worship leaders. We've got churches that want to shine the lampstand on, on their programs because they think they've got something going on over here. And this is just a great reminder to us. It's not your lampstand to shine wherever you want it to shine. Can right. you shine it wherever you want it to shine? Absolutely. But when you do that, you're getting away from the design that God... You've got one thing to do. And that is to shine as bright a light as possible on the bread. That's right. And the bread is Jesus Christ. And yeah. so in our lives, through our ministry, our activity that is ministry, that's our goal. Shine, shine, shine the light on the bread that is Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Don't Every, shine it on me. Don't shine it on you. Right. Shine it on him. Everything that we do, everything that we're gifted to do, ultimately ought to bring glory to Jesus. I mean, that is why we exist. That's why it's we why we're here. are here. No no doubt about that. You know, I, I want to just uh, touch just briefly uh, as we get ready to close this, this, um, this podcast uh, episode out, going back to the whole shape of a person, how we're shaped. That E, experiences. I think that there are people listening. I would guess there are people listening to this podcast who have had experiences in their life that have been bad. I mean, they, they, yeah. they've, they've had struggles, they, they, some, some particularly devastating experiences. How can those experiences that have been difficult... How can they, in a sense, inform or even assist those who are listening to carry out their God-given purpose? Uh, and how how can those bad times, yeah. those experiences, inform them in their service and in their ministry activity? The reality is God doesn't waste a thing in our lives, well, even the bad things. That was going to be my exact words. I have a friend, and, and uh, he says like this, God never wastes a pit. And and I think that that is something that that we all need to hold on to because your experiences, your past is your past. And, you know, your, your pit can lead to your pulpit. Your past can lead to your platform. You know, and I, it's not original to me, but your your setbacks can be God's greatest setups. Right. You know, for for ministry going forward, because right. someone, the same way that you've learned from your experiences, whether they're good or bad, someone else that that's going to be out there that you're called to disciple, you're called to pour your life into. They may have similar pits, and they need to know right. that that you have been through those things, and that, that 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 God's good, yeah, and that God can use that. And so, I would encourage people, you know, to to don't shy away from your experiences, even if they're bad, because God can use that to speak into someone else's life. Because here's what we know: He never said life was going to be easy. 
everyone that we're meeting uh, with out there has got a story. Everyone's got got some sort of, uh, of past and uh, and and probably some sort of pit that's in their life that we would rather just sweep that under the rug. But because of the work of the Holy Spirit, you know what Satan means for evil. God can use for good and turn yeah. to good. And so I think that that as we think about the ways that God has shaped us, don't shy away from those experiences because, again, your pit can lead to your pulpit, your past can lead to your platform. Yeah. And I, I just think that that's one of the best ways that God does indeed use us. Yeah, some of the best ministry that we do really comes from our weakness, yeah. frankly. I well, mean, our brokenness. I've heard um, somewhere when we're weak, he's strong. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Paul's dealt with that. Um, so that's a good reminder today as we as we close out this this episode. Um, you know, you you may you may not think that those dark times of your of your life and and difficult experiences um, are usable to God, but but they are. And so as as a disciple. Um, Think about that. You know, how can those experiences be used for a greater purpose? And think about it as you're discipling other people. You know, how can how can God use your uh, weaknesses to maybe encourage and be a benefit to the people that you are discipling? So I think all that comes with this instructions and what am I created to do? Well, you're created to serve God. Uh, you're created to bring Him glory. You are created to use the things that God has placed in your life, even the even the difficulties, yeah. uh, to bring Him glory. Well, yeah, and the last word here, I think, is just a good word of warning uh, for us when we're dealing with instructions. Is this? Don't ever forget your instructions aren't nearly as important as your instructor. Yeah, great word. You know, and so keep your focus on Him. And, uh, and then all your instructions will, will, will be all right. Very good. Well, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Cultivate Disciple Making Podcast. We will see you next time.